Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> We're here in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. And I have been telling people I was going to make a video about what happened with my Quadratus Lumborum, or QL. The injury that I had that had me reduce my volume in training, but more what I think can help you out just as some good mobility stretches and strengthening for all of us that are on this bike probably way too much than what is normal um, and help you just have some activation and just really help your body stay fluid on the bike. So what I'm going to do first is I do five minutes of core a day and I actually find it to be very beneficial as a warm up, even just to start the day. So very quickly, five of my favorites are the hollow body. Your back is completely flat on the ground. You can have your hands here or leave them behind. It's a little bit more challenging and hold that for a minute. Um, you might want to squeeze your glutes from time to time. After a while, I kind of like to have it more be core engaged. If you squeeze your glutes, it's not cheating, but I think you're losing some of the effectiveness. Um, the other one that is great, I'm trying to move this mic here, is the side plank. And really, sometimes people say it hurts their forearm. Really make sure that's planted solidly there. And you come up, and if you can add the leg lift in there, that is really good. You can do some twists in there. You can look, I'm sure there's a million variations that you can find on YouTube. Um, another good one are mountain climbers. And I'll do these. You can go slow or fast. One that is seems like this will be incredibly easy, but it was recommended to me as a strength exercise for the QL is you get on all fours here like this and you simply hover. My knees are just off the ground. You wanna keep your back flat and you hold that for a minute. That's really good. And then sometimes I'll just do a normal plank but with marching feet. And the reason I like this is you can feel your hip flexors when, you have, when you're holding yourself up just by one leg. And if your hip flexor is getting tight or knotted, you really feel that in there, you're gonna address that with a stretch. You're in this position, and all you're gonna do is lean forward, push your hip forward a little bit, and you'll feel that stretch. And do that for 20 seconds, and then put your arm up, and turn it to the side. So you not only open your side up, but you'll feel more, of, I don't know the exact muscle, so I'm not gonna even try and say it. And I'll hold that for 20 seconds, so it's 40 seconds total, and then do it on the other side. What happened with my QL? So, started riding and I lifted too much. Um, back in January and February, and I'll put the show notes in below, you can skip the story time if you don't wanna hear it. Was lifting three times a week, was doing a lot of big volume, and there was a day when I noticed I couldn't like turn, I, my, mobil my mobility to the left was impinged, something felt blocked. What I thought was like blocked was actually my muscles extremely knotted up. And I, it wasn't the QL, but a lot of my multipedi, I believe they are, coming off my uh, your spinous processes. Uh, there's a lot of different ones crisscrossing. When one clenches, they all do. Wasn't really affecting the riding and it wasn't affecting my lifting. It was just affecting like this type of motion. Didn't really think anything of it, didn't think it needed to be addressed. That was probably not the right call. Uh, it definitely wasn't the right call. But I was down in Florida, 
didn't really have a PT person down there. Fast forward, I started to get a really sore or more tired hip flexor. I would get into like my third or end of the second, say 15 to 20 minute interval, maybe doing over-unders or aerobic, you know, FTP stuff. And it was just like tired. And I thought maybe, hey, I'm, you know, it's early in the season. Maybe I'm just not fit enough to ride the intervals that long at that high power. You know, I'm up and down around 380 to 420 watts. If I'm doing over-unders, it's up to 500. I'm like, hey, it's just too much. Then I thought it was my saddle. It's just like, Brendan, it was your body. You just crushed yourself too much. So finally, I'm back in Somerville. It's probably April. And I go out for a ride. And it's like two and a half hours in. It's just not, something's not right. And so I'm like, I got to go see somebody. I'm not going to try and figure this out on my own. If you have a problem with your body, go get checked out. Really, I mean, I didn't drink my own Kool-Aid soon enough. Had I, and I guess, you know, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. I thought it was the saddle problem. You know, and sometimes you just want to ignore if something's wrong. You think it's just going to go away. That was so stupid. So anyways, I looked up this PT guy. And as I was looking up a physical therapist in Somerville, curious if I'd find anybody good. It's a very small town. In Oakland, Tennessee, there's a place called Rehab, etc. There's another one in Nashville. Walked in, talked to this guy, and explained what happened. I'm like, hey, I have this pain right down here, but it was also on my backside. And it was like, I couldn't tell if it was my sciatic nerve, but if I would dig in here, it would feel like some relief. But then it was also coming across here. He's like, within five minutes, I know exactly what that is. And I'm like, is it my psoas or something? He's like, no, it's a cross from that. It's called the QL. Had never heard of this thing. Quadratus lumborum. And man, he put me on the side like this and dug his hands in back there. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, dude, this is a huge knock. Like you are just, your muscles are all just like. So he showed me this myofascial book, the where the pain or the symptoms are in a scatter plot. So it was like high intensity here, got lighter up over the hip, and then came all the way down. And I was like, dude, that's that's it. Like, okay, what do we do? It's like, I've got some stretching for you to do. And I will admit, with all the foam rolling that I do, use elevated legs, I wasn't stretching enough. And again, I've preached this, you gotta do all the little things. I was letting little things slack. In my other problem was when I was starting to lift only two times a week heavy, in my brain, I was like, okay, it's all got to be heavy. And my tertiary and secondary lifts kind of fell to the wayside. That was not the right call. So he introduced dry needling. And I'm going to get him on, I'm going to get Josh on to do a Zoom and explain dry needling. The easiest way, the analogy that he gives is if acupuncture is to Eastern medicine, dry needling is to Western medicine. It blew up about 10 years ago, or it came on, the, came on the scene 10 years ago, blew up five years ago. Then it's like really picking up steam now. What it is is they needle the muscle that is clenched to have it spasm, brings in blood flow, and then it like releases itself. One session, I walked out of there, and you're, you're sore after it. I felt immediate relief. And he goes, now here's the thing. When this releases... Think of an active volcano and then like these latent volcanoes. When you take care of this one, this one might start erupting. So what we learned was the QL released, 
Then my glute medius was bothering me. He did the needling there and started to find some of the issue on my hip flexor. Then through going in my hip flexor, he's like, dude, you have a huge knot in there. And I couldn't, it's, you know, sometimes hard on yourself and especially it was a little bit inflamed. You can't always make the right assessment. Like since it's been there for so long, I just felt normal. Like I didn't really dig in there and I didn't have need, I wasn't needling myself. He started to release that. When I was doing this stretch, like at first I was like here and I'm like, that is tight. I mean, now I can fully stretch because it's smoothed out. It's not in a complete ball. The dry needling was huge. So QL to glute medius to um, hip flexor and then my adductor, he did that. And then we went back to the hip flexor. I ended up doing five sessions. It was, my insurance didn't cover it. It was $80 a session, worth every penny. Um, I was lucky in that I asked him, do I have to stop riding? He said, no, it's not. The riding is not creating it. You've already, the issue was most likely just when you overdid it. Uh, the riding is not gonna hamper your recovery. So as long as you're not in pain, you can ride. But do not let the riding get in the way of your stretching, your strength exercises, and basically the rehab. And that's what we're gonna get into now. So to warm up for these, I do my core work and then I will, and I'll do the strengthening exercises first. Single leg glute bridge. If you do a glute bridge and your hamstring cramps, that's not that you have weak hamstrings, that's that you have a weak glute and your hamstring is doing too much work. Hey Lala. So what you wanna do is you're on your back and you just wanna squeeze your butt and bring it up and hold it for two seconds and come back down. Squeeze your butt, hold it for two seconds, and bring it back down, okay? So don't use your hamstring. This one I love. It's called the fire hydrant, because it's like a dog peeing on a fire hydrant, and you are lifting it up and holding. Now make sure you're doing proper form, and if my form is not perfect, feel free to comment below. Um, I can't see myself without a mirror out here, but you don't want to be doing this, Use your glute, squeeze your glute. Another way to test it, this is pretty hard, stay in line here and have your leg all the way out and lift it up that way and hold, it's gonna burn. You'll get stronger though. Do those on both legs. And then the other strength exercise is the one again where you're flat back, you're just lifting your knees off the ground and hovering there. And then you can do lunges with your back foot elevated. So if you have a chair there, you're lunging down. So you're gonna get some of that pull here on your hip flexor. And then another good one is put your leg out, put it to the side, and just go back and forth, moving it with your glute by flexing and releasing it. Do that for a minute. And then do this for a minute. So after those ones, um, you can do bird dogs also. I brought my computer out here to get my list. This is a good uh, core exercise also. These are great things to do. If you have family time and you have to watch a movie or something, don't sit on the couch, get on the floor and do this. Okay, the stretching, these are huge. We've talked about the hip flexor stretch. The cat camel. You are going like this and arching your back. And then this, and squeeze your abs a little bit. 
and hold it each way for five seconds. This is, looks funny. It is so relieving to the low back. And when you start doing these, I could feel my muscles, however I want whatever the right way to say this is, the movement wasn't smooth. It got so much smoother as I went along and did it more. And then when you're on the bike, you can do that and loosen your back on like a long road race, long gravel ride. It's a game changer. Threading the needle, you're going to, this just kind of gets the flow correctly, but you're going to go underneath and thread the needle and your ear you want to bring to the floor. So come through, come down and hold this and you can extend your arm out if you want. Now I was told that you can lean back more if you want to feel the stretch more. For some reason that doesn't seem to work for me. Um, just having the arm through my ear to the floor, I feel just a good stretch and you don't have to feel, the stretch doesn't have to be like, I feel it, like I feel it so intensely. You're getting the movement in there and stretching those muscles. And if you're not tight, it might not feel like a huge stretch to you. That's fine. This is probably my favorite. As a cyclist, and you're probably pretty limber, you might not feel much this way, but bring your arms to the side and hold this and you'll feel it all through there stretch out. You want to hold that for 20 to 60 seconds depending on where you're at. Start on the 20 second side and then move out to longer. The more flexible you get, the more you do it, you know, it's, it takes a little bit longer to stretch it out. That's a good thing. So that is a huge one for me. And then the last one, this was huge. It's called a rotational QL. You're gonna take your right leg over this one, put your arms out and just let your legs drape to the side and you'll feel it right down here on the lower back. This feels so good right now. Um, you're gonna hold this and then to bring it back up, just take your leg off first and rotate your hips back. Then the left leg over the right leg, down to the left. Your back might crack, it might not. The reason I want to show you guys this, even though that these were for my rehab, if you try these stretches and you find something that's tight, that's good. You want to stay really flexible. And the more you can stay fluid and not stretched out, but so that nothing is tight, the better your rides are going to be, the better your power is going to be. Um, you know, I have another video out there of other yoga poses that I do for hips and hip opening and I would really recommend you check that one out too. So, the strength, once you do these, um, I'm gonna post in the notes below how often to do them. Once you get used to them, these are kind of my warm-ups now. So, I don't do a full set of everything, but I'll do my core in the morning. I'll definitely do the cat camel. I'll do some fire hydrants. I will, some people like the monster walk with the bands. Um, I'll do some of these. You know, just get your body going and what it is is the muscle, your glute, you want it to be firing and what happened to mine, the PT thought, was that once my hamstrings were overworking, they were always trying to take over whenever the glute went to fire and I guess, I don't know enough about this to really speak to it, but your muscle can get in an awkward firing pattern where it was firing, like telling your body that it was working, but actually wasn't doing any muscle contractions. That's why I was getting the soreness here, and then your hips are taking over, 
you're just totally out of whack. Then <laughs> you have your muscles tighten up. I just created a massive problem for myself. So avoid that. Get in the gym, you know, reduce the lifting time as you get into more intense intervals. I'm in the gym one time a week right now when I'm racing. Um, if I don't have races on the weekends, I'm gonna try and do two unless I'm doing a big build and have a lot of intervals going on. I might just do one to try to maintain um, all my lifts. And I still try to grow the one T1 lift. If you don't know what a T1 lift is, there's other videos out there. We won't go into that. It's beyond the scope of this video. But comment below what's worked for you. If you've had any issues, let us know. Send us some stretches that you really like. Um, I've been slacking on the newsletter. I would really like to make the newsletter something that's more than just links to our videos, but more information for you. And I'm working on trying to figure out how to do that so that it's beneficial as opposed to repeated content. I don't want to waste your time with things that you can find in the podcast and here on YouTube. So if you guys have ideas with that, I'd love to hear them and let us know how we can help you. That's really, we just want to share our experience. We love cycling and staying fit and active. And if we can help you in any way, let us know. Check out the show notes below. Um, there was a lot to cover in this one and I think reading it will help it sink in a little bit better. So if anything was unclear, hit me up, Brendan at Evoke Bike, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Have a great day. Time for a ride in the mountains.